Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Ken Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And today we have with us... Wayne Baker with Baker Boys Barbecue, Gonzales, Texas. All right, and we are here in the town of Gonzales, Texas, famous for a very special cannon, uh, Come and Take It Cannon, and obviously now, great barbecue out here at Baker Boys. Yeah, um, we started coming out here, gosh, I guess it was... How long have you been open? It was about six weeks three years next month. Okay, so it was almost three years ago that we came out here. You guys hadn't been open long when we first kind of stumbled upon this place um we were doing barbecue runs all over i think it was a san antonio run we were doing that day and so we decided to get off i-10 and just kind of ride the highway 90-ish trail and and i remember how we was this the one with vincex and was that that same run? i, I don't I remember, remember. We, we've done a lot <laughs> along the 90 trail from south all the way to west but i i just remember not knowing much about the place and we kind of came in and were really pleasantly surprised that, wow, this is not what we're used to eating in small-town Texas. It's, it's got a good small-town flair and charm to it, but you guys are doing some really good barbecue here. Thank you. Didn't look like the, the building, and you know, we'll talk about the building a little bit, doesn't, didn't give us that small-town reminder or anything. So, yeah, it was a totally unexpected, and that's, that's kind of the best thing when you come to a place and you have no idea what to expect. Today, there's so many blog articles and Yelp reviews and everything and and a lot of those you know it's not that we're the experts but a lot of those are written by people that have no idea what they're talking about (laughs) or they just have personal tendencies and favorites that you know they're going to they're going to talk about that gives a a different impression so it was it was really refreshing to not have any idea to come into a place and have it be good Um, you've been around and, and Andrew mentioned small town barbecues so uh, you know, I, where are you from? I think it's up. I in, grew up in Luling, Texas. And so there's a there's a barbecue joint there. Yes, sir. And, City Market Barbecue. And you went there a lot as younger. Yeah, actually, um, I, growing up, I never did wait in line. My dad would drop me off in the alley, and I'd go in the back door, and either uh, Lanny Ellis or uh, uh, Ray Bell would give me what I needed, and he'd pick me up uh, back out the back door, and we'd go to the house. And what were you eating there? Uh, my favorites are always sausage and ribs. And the, the sauce. Oh, the sauce is unbelievable. That's another one. The yeah. kind of mustard yeah. barbecue. Very yeah. good stuff. Yeah, Lulee and Lockhart, obviously, are well-known as, you know, Lockhart's considered the barbecue capital of Texas, you know, the official, quote-unquote, barbecue capital of Texas. But Lulee and Lockhart are kind of like Dallas-Fort Worth. It's kind of like that interchangeable thing where if you think of one, you kind of automatically think of the other well, as well. Well, both are in Caldwell County, and there's, a, you know, it's pretty bit, bit of rivalry between the two and most Luland people don't go to Lockhart for barbecue and most Lockhart <laughs> people don't come to Luland for barbecue so uh, there's a gentleman in uh, who's working at the Schulenburg City Market and um, he used to work at Kreitz when it was in the Smitty's location okay. he was telling us a lot about that so Wayne how how did you get started from you know you're eating barbecue at a young age growing up in Luling you know, how did you get started cooking barbecue I just always been something that our family's uh family's done uh my dad you know from the time i remember being a little kid uh, you know weekend afternoons we'd be cooking chicken in the backyard or you know and that kind of led into competitions and really get into the you know brisket and ribs and and everything but chicken's always been something that our um our family's always cooked and i know my dad growing up they had chicken houses you know in their backyard and that's just you know how they they managed to get by 
And it was um, <clears throat> was that in those old uh, barrel pits, kind of the yeah. old school. I remember yeah. my my family had those, not an offset, just those right. old old yeah, um, straight over coals. Yeah, that was and it's good stuff. It, sausage is really good that way too. Um, you mentioned competition, so tell us a little bit about getting into that and what the competition world was oh, like when you guys were doing it. You know, when we first got involved, I was probably um, you know 16, 17 years old, and um, we do some local cook-offs and. Uh, mainly the one there, Luling, the Roughneck uh, Barbecue Cook-Off. And, uh, you know, got to where we were having, you know, some success and, and, and winning and stuff. And that's, um, you know, even as a little kid, that's when I started cooking with my dad. But I mean, even as a little kid, I remember my dad and, you know, uh, some of his cousins and stuff, you know, we'd go to, um, you know, New Braunfels to Worst Fest. They had a cook-off down there when I was a kid. And, you know, I just remember, you know, I think Smithville used to have a, a big cook-off they went to and um, I just remember those being good times and at the time I didn't know a whole lot about cooking but you know I just remember that being part of my childhood competitions were a little simpler back then too yeah I, I mean there weren't weren't, weren't know, disco stages with disco balls yeah. and, and you know injected <laughs> meat Wagyu and, was not a, a yeah. big thing yeah, I mean, back then. I, yeah I mean it was pretty much go to the local H-E-B get your your uh, brisket and and, um, you know, whether or not they had select or choice or whatever, you just got what they had. And especially in Simple small towns. Simple seasonings. And, yeah. you know, it, it's really, it, and maybe it's the television and barbecue pitmasters, some of those shows, but it's certainly a whole different world and it continues to evolve. I mean, for people that haven't been out to competitions in the last few years, they should go just to see how much it shifted. And especially people that haven't been in the last five or 10 years. Right. Um, just, it's amazing. In my opinion, it's sad because it's, evolved into this whole Frankenstein thing but but you guys are doing pretty good in competitions well, um, and, and competition barbecue is I mean to me it's totally different I mean you're trying to pack so much flavor in each individual bite and you know the way we always did it we went to go have a good time and you know it was your time off from work or whatever and so you want to enjoy it not make it like a you know a job or whatever and so we had my dad always cooked the chicken I cooked the brisket and uh, another friend of ours, he, he always cooked the ribs. So everybody had their own task and made it fun that way. We didn't, you know, wear ourselves out. And and, um, and it was like that bonding experience. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nowadays, you know, it's people are spending literally thousands of dollars right. on these things. So it does become, like you said, like a job where, you know, there's a lot of wagering. You know, not, not necessarily every cook-off, but the bigger the cook-offs get and the bigger the cook-off teams get and you get into sponsorships and mm-hmm. all that stuff then it does become serious business at that point it ceases to be what it probably started out for as a lot of these guys right so you progress through um some of the competitions doing well um continue what what came around the idea to open up a business well it um started in in uh, 2013 uh we lost my mom to leukemia and uh, she fought for uh, about a year and a half and was we were back and forth to NB Anderson and my dad was in the oil field at the time he'd been in the oil field you know 30 33 years I believe and um, you know, she passed away and I was living in Houston um, and it's something that we always kind of threw the idea around that we want to do at some point you know open a barbecue place especially going up in, in Luland and stuff and then just you know uh, kind of always being our hobby and our passion and um, so he was kind of, you know, tired of the oil field after that long. He worked seven days a week for, you know, 33 years. And um, so I 
asked him one day, I said, what do you think about opening a barbecue place? Actually, my wife, she, you know, she's from Houston. And the biggest challenge that I figured would be getting her to move back to where I'm from, you know, a small town. And um, so that was actually, the plan from the get-go was if we're going to do it, we're going to do it in Gonzales or do it Well, near, we, 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 near looked at, we looked in Luling and um, we looked at some properties over there and stuff, but just never really found what we, um, what we wanted. And uh, my dad was actually born and raised in Gonzales, and we've got a bunch of family over here and stuff. And and um, this uh, property was available, and uh, brought my wife out here and showed her, and she thought I lost my mind when I told her what I wanted <laughs> to do. And um, but been, she's been very supportive ever, you know, ever since. And um, you know, that's just kind of how it um, evolved. I was ready to get out of the city. I was, you know, tired of Houston traffic. It's not yeah, the first time we've heard that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we can empathize with that for yeah. sure. So yeah, it kind of just—I don't know—once um, agreed to the idea, we just kind of took off from there. And Gonzalez is um, has another meat market that's been around for the, quite some time. I think it's been around over over fifty years. A little bit yeah. different style barbecue there, yeah. and, and different experience. Was as you came into the locals here, how did they how did they adapt to what you were doing? Um, it. it it did take some adjusting on their part because I, I don't know, I, I'm not for sure, but I think we were the first barbecue um, restaurant that actually ran out of food, you know, and especially the first, you know, three or four weeks we were open, we were, we were out of food at one, one thirty every day. And, um, and I think that took some getting used to. I think, you know, people might have got upset about that. But as I told him at the time, I like, you know, if you come here, I can guarantee it's going to be fresh, cooked that day. We don't reheat anything. I'm not going to go back there and just, um, you know, throw a leftover brisket on the pit just for the sale. I mean, I guarantee it's going to be cooked that day. It's going to be fresh. And I think, you know, the community, they've been very, very supportive. And I think they've grown to appreciate that. They know when they come in here, they're getting, you know, good quality barbecue. So as you started getting ready to open the place, um, how was menu development for you? Because, I mean, I think you brought in some of the... There's some touches of the competition world in, in right. your menu, but it's definitely not a competition barbecue flavor. Right. No, we... Um, my dad, he um, he grew up over here in uh, Boyson's uh, um, grocery store. was my, my dad's uncle, uh, Doug Boyson. And um, he made a really good uh, pork sausage that, you know, we still talk about it all the time and uh so my dad he worked over there in the summers and stuff and he so he had the knowledge of making sausage and you know he'd done it me personally never made a link of sausage in my life when we opened up here and um so that's kind of where the sausage came from we we decided we want to add some beef to it um and of course you know the brisket ribs and that was a a given we're gonna cook that for sure chicken chicken is big in gonzalez I think Gonzales County is one of the largest uh, chicken hmm. producers in the country. Interesting. And we get all of our chickens. Um, they're all raised we here drove, in Gonzales County. We drove past a couple of yeah, chicken did. farms yeah. on the way over. Yeah, they're country. they're all over the place, and we get them from uh, our chickens from Holmes Foods out of Nixon. Yeah, chicken is huge in, in Gonzales County. And and the, the stuffed chicken leg, we yeah. got to talk yeah, about the stuffed, yeah, the stuffed chicken leg. Yeah, the competition, and I think that came that from, came from your dad. And yeah, from that came uh, actually. You know, we talked a while ago about. Uh, um, the worst fest uh, cook-off. A guy showed my dad that at that cook-off maybe had to have been 30 years ago. 
25, 30 years ago. And, and for those and, listening, it's it's a chicken leg that you debone. Yeah, we take the bone out of a chicken leg, and uh, we we season the inside of the meat with the Cajun seasoning, and then we uh, stuff it with um, jalapeno and uh, onion, and turn it back right side out, season it again, and when you cook it, the uh, there's a lot of excess skin, and so it just kind of seals everything in together, and seals all your flavor in there, and it's it's a good bite. It's a very very unique bite. Yeah. I don't know anybody else that does it, and you guys do it great too. I mean, it's it's Thank it's a, it's something that you have to order when you come here, no matter what else you get. Definitely. Um, it, yeah. And order the sausage is great too. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're gonna want more than one. Probably one to take home. Um, let's talk about. So you got the sausage and you got the. Uh, the stuffed chicken, anything else um, from the menu that's, that's um, more unique to Baker Boys? Well, I think our, our turkey breasts are, are, are really good. Um, the Cajun seasoning topped with black pepper, and um, they're very juicy. And uh, honestly, I've never cooked a turkey breast before we opened up here. And I kind of played with it. We didn't have it on the menu when we opened up because I was still, you know, um, test cooking and stuff and finally got got where I wanted it. And, um and you guys cook on a little different method than than a lot of barbecue joints. So yeah. Tell us a little bit about how you cook, what you cook on, what we, you cook with. We use um, stump smokers out of out of Georgia. And we actually just ordered Georgia. <laughs> I just have to say it like that. <laughs> we actually ordered another one yesterday, so we'll be able to increase our capacity. Nice. And um, these are cabinet vault style. Yeah, they're they're called they're they're gravity fed, and they work solely off charcoal. We use uh, B and B briquettes, and on a 17-pound bag of charcoal, cooking briskets overnight, we can get about uh, 17, 18 hours of burn time, and uh, they're just very efficient and consistent. That's one thing I do like about the charcoal is it's it, it burns consistent, and um, you know even in the back back there, when that charcoal gets hot, uh, there's smoke, but it's a clean, clean burning. You don't, you know. Um, yeah, you're not dealing with less seasoned wood or more seasoned right, wood. Right, It just burns yeah, We very were talking clean. about that before we started recording about, you know, we got a load one time of wood that was way too green, and we couldn't use it. I mean, we tried, but it, it's so hard to adjust. And then right. it, now it's a little too seasoned, and so you want to have to keep rotating that around versus you get something like charcoal. And you get especially, I mean, b is, is well known, especially in the competition circles, too. Uh, but it's very consistent burning. Mm-hmm. Um, now this, and the other thing I want to touch on a little bit about this smoker is the is the gravity feed, um, because that's another thing that's pretty cool and unique. It's it's a chute that you can load up, right. and then as it burns, it'll kind of roll the charcoal into the into the fire. Well, How does that just, work? It just um, it's a chute that holds. Um, I believe they hold about 33, 34 pounds of charcoal. You can get two bags in there. It it just sits on top of a um, a grate that holds it up. And there's a fan in there that kicks in and it shoots the heat into the, the cooking chamber. And um, so the briquettes will burn down and then it just comes down that well, chute. It kinda... just kind of come. The ashes fall through and it just kind of comes down. There's no. Gotcha. Um, you know, you have you have knocked the ashes out. You know, a couple times a day. Um, so you got fresh, you know, coals. Um, but it just it's a vertical chute that the uh, as it burns the charcoal just comes down. So you got open about three years ago. Um, it seems like you were having some success in the town. Um, you know, Gonzales had, you know, been coming and eating your food, but it's mostly been a, a local thing. You know, people passing through, I'm sure, came and ate. And then 
as we've talked about, and I know we said we're not going to say this anymore, as we've talked about many times <laughs> on the show. Um, we have to do a little electric shocker every time we yeah, say yeah, that. The, uh, the, the, the famous or infamous, depending on your perspective, the Texas Monthly List comes out. How was that for you? Because we've talked to a lot of the bigger names that kind of already knew they were going to be on the list. Did you know that you guys were kind of oh, or I mean, whenever they called and said they were sending a photographer down here for the June issue, I kind of had a feeling. That's that a hint, we, yeah. You know, we, 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 we had probably made it, but until you see it actually writing in print, you know, you don't know. And we were just very fortunate. I mean, you know, there's a lot of, you know, really, really good barbecue places um, in the state of Texas. And I was... You know, somebody once told me there was there's three barbecue joints for every high school football team. So, <laughs> wow, that's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of high school football teams yeah, yeah, in Texas. Is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, uh, we were thrilled when we heard. I mean, you were you were one of the guys that we were rooting really hard for. You know, because again, you, you kind of know the names that everyone hears right. in, the, in the newspapers and the magazine articles and the blog posts. But you know, the smaller town places they're represented pretty well in the list or have been in the past but as big city barbecue gets more and more prominent you kind of worry that those smaller town places will get forgotten right and so it was really it was really neat to see places like like baker boys and blue moon and uh near Hearn. yeah they're not in Hearn. Um, i don't care what it says <laughs> it, it, was, it was great to see the smaller town places that are doing really good barbecue get represented well, well it was a great like i said it was a great honor for us and we we're very honored to, to be part of it how did that shift your clientele? Because I mean, it comes out over the summer, so there's a lot of people that are doing that yeah, summer kind we, of barbecue run. And We started picking up a lot more out-of-town business. Um, you know, a lot of teachers and, and retired people right off the bat. I mean, they had so time to One travel. of the ones we were following, they were one of the first people to finish the top 50 that we saw, right? We saw a couple of teachers that were there just knocking them out. There are a lot of teachers that yeah. we... Yeah. Well, uh, Kristen Collins, R&R girl on Instagram, she's a teacher that is just a barbecue... Pound. And I know she's finished the top 50 and goes all over the place. But, yeah, it was, it was great timing for families right. and, and teachers that were off for the summer to go do that summer travel. And this was summer vacation for a lot of families was to go do this. Right. Yeah. Especially no, with the passport. Yeah. Right. And we've gotten to meet a lot of good people. I mean, it's um, that's been the fun part of it is you meet people from all over the place and you're talking to them. And, you know, they drive five hours and, you know, eat lunch. You know, it's just... We don't know anybody like that. Yeah. <laughs> or drive five hours to eat five lunches. Yeah, you know, six or seven. Or, yeah. Six just, or seven, yeah. It makes you feel good, you know, that, uh, you know, that people, you know, will do that to come, you know, support your business. And, and since, since the list, you've also uh, been invited to some special events, and most recently San Antonio at the Texas Monthly Meetup. Yeah, we, uh, we went there, um, I believe, uh, first week of june sometime around there and um and we did uh 300 of the stuffed chicken legs uh i don't remember how many pounds of sausage <laughs> a bunch of turkey breast and well, uh, i know daniel Vaughn was a big fan of the stuffed chicken legs so he probably wasn't gonna let you come there without yeah. bringing those <laughs> actually he uh we the first time he came by we were we were out and i told him <laughs> i said well we were because we cooked them all there on site you know i'm not a big fan of just throwing stuff in warmers and traveling with it i like to cook our name's going to be on. I like to be cooked probably on also site a little fresh. bit of that competition right. background. You you're you're better at cooking it on site right. than you are traveling with and, it. And um, so we, I guaranteed him I'd put one aside for him. When, <laughs> you know, off the next batch, and he came by and visited with us a little bit towards the end there, and he seemed to enjoy it. So you've also had uh, some input as well from locals, um, kind of a, a 
a celebrity around here, I think, a bit, um, and unfortunately passed away last year, is uh, Ronnie Killen's father, Jerry Killen. He's a was a pretty regular customer and provided yeah, input. Jerry, Jerry was a was a regular customer of ours. Loved the the, the, the barbecue chicken. Um, and what I always respected about Jerry was he would tell you um, his honest opinion. You know, a lot of people you ask how something was, they're just gonna tell you good just to make you feel good. And if he thought it was too salty or had too much pepper, he would tell you. And he'd give you your honest feedback and and you know, really I spent a lot of time uh, talking barbecue with him and always enjoyed his conversation and he was a very, very, very good man. And and he and Ronnie also cooked in the competition circuit with you as well. Yeah, we, we used to cook uh, actually coming up this weekend at the uh, Molten Cook-Off. Um, we all cook over there. Haven't done it in a few years since we've been open. Just it's hard to, to do both. Um, but that was always one that Jerry really liked and um, the last few times we cooked over there Ronnie would come down and cook with him and and same thing here at the cook-off in Gonzales um, you know uh, it was always uh, um, Jerry's goal was to cook at the uh, Houston cook-off um, and the way it works is the um, go Texan um, cook-off here the winner gets automatic bid to Houston and and um, Ronnie they won it this past year and uh, by the time the cook between the cook-off and the uh, um, the the qualifying cook-off and the Houston cook-off, Jerry passed away, and you know, but it was a great honor to you know be there in Houston and, and in his memory and and uh, share that with uh, with Ronnie and, and little Jerry. Yeah, I mean, by all accounts, everything we've heard was Jerry Jerry Senior was a great man, and and obviously very well loved and respected by by those that knew him so um great great that you got to have that experience in his honor and in his memory going back to the restaurant um baker boys has been like i said almost three years now it sounds like the future is is bright for you guys you're increasing capacity which is a great thing to see you know we we came in here earlier full restaurant full. yeah you, know, you guys were packed i mean it, it, it's great to see that growth and it's, it's great to see good barbecue get recognized for what it is um, it's a, it's very easy in the Instagram and the Twitter age of if you tweet a lot or you post a lot, you must have great food and right. this and that. Where if you're tweeting and posting a lot, you might not be cooking all that. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to see that you know that you can you can get recognized just for doing good work still. And then you've definitely been doing that here. Um, we, we've had a lot of fun, you know. And, and and Brian is pointing at something very important on the table, so I lost my train of thought. <laughs> But we'll uh, so I'll go to what Brian's pointing at. It's not beer. It's not. It's not beer. beer. It is something more important than beer. Yeah. Well, we we, we've got. It's actually kind of going back and forth here. We've got we've got some bread pudding and we've got some banana pudding. Um, Yes, the the banana pudding I hadn't had in probably a year or so since I was doing the list last time. But that banana pudding is fantastic. Where, whose brainchild or where did that recipe? That actually was uh, my grandma's uh, recipe, and we called her Nana. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, there's two ends in Nana. And uh, it was her her recipe, and my uh, my aunt works for us, and uh, uh, she makes it for us every day. And uh, It is delicious. I uh, have had many pounds of it growing up. <laughs> I and would, then, too. <laughs> and the other one is, is this bread pudding. Um, pretty unique, and I'll just throw it out there because that's what I thought. It, it tasted like, to me, it's, it's almost like a pecan cobbler bread pudding had a baby. Um, really, really tasty. 
Tell us a little bit about that too. Um, it is we we, we call it the, the bread pudding. Uh, one of the ladies that works for us uh, had it at her house one night, and I told her I said we got to start making this. This is some good stuff, and so she kind of has shown all of us how to do it. So you know she's not here, we can still keep it on the menu and. Um, and it doesn't. We don't put a bourbon sauce on it. That's kind of one thing we're looking at maybe adding to it. Uh, I don't think I, I would not argue with that. We would not <laughs> complain about that. Uh, it's, it's excellent as it is. Yes. But. Yeah. So we're looking at looking at doing that. It's just kind of um, one of those deals. I was on like a I don't know Friday or Saturday night. We started doing it on the next Tuesday, and for the first four or five days, we just sold everything we cooked, and still, I mean, we sell a lot of it and get get really good feedback on it. So. Yeah, I mean, between the house, I mean, the, the menu at Baker Boys is very strong with, you know, obviously your brisket and your ribs, your housemate sausage, you know, the, the peppery Cajun seasoned turkey, the pork loin, the stuffed chicken leg, the desserts. It's it's a really good place to get a really complete meal. Oh, and the cheesy potatoes that we discovered yeah, the today. Cheesy potatoes. We haven't, yeah. I don't think we ordered those before, but they're really good too. Thank uh, you. It's just good comfort food. I mean, there's. That's, that's what we used to cook at cook offs. Whenever we need something to go with our meats or whatever, we'd always cook the cheesy potatoes it's got uh, some seasoning in there with uh butter potatoes and onions cheese it's all all things that what are good more can you need <laughs> yeah. that's right simple and good um so what else do you see coming down the road for baker boys you know you guys i mean today you were pretty busy which is good um the building is a nice big building for those that that haven't seen it it's it's, it's still what are they is there a name for this type of building uh, we just call it called. metal building it was yeah, actually building, an old yeah. it's actually an old welding shop and mm-hmm. um we remodeled it and everything, and um, I know it looks kind of beat up from the outside, but uh, we'll get to that one these days. <laughs> That's a pretty good, pretty good building. Big, good size. Um, as far as you know, the population around here just just keep doing the same thing. Or you have any anything about the menu or the business? Anything else that you've been thinking about? Um, you know, I'm always hesitant to um, to add a whole bunch of stuff just because I feel like the more you do. The harder it is to replicate that every day. Absolutely. I mean, it's just you know like that. That's really the reason why we don't do more of our cook-off style barbecue in here. As far as you know, glazes and stuff like that, is to me it's just one more step in the process that you got to be consistent at every day. And honestly, my goal is to be able in the next year or two train somebody, you know, to do what I do. And I feel like. The fewer steps you have in something, the the easier it is to replicate day in and day out. Definitely. And consistency so is is a huge thing in barbecue. Right. Being able to replicate it every day is and, and keep it as consistent. And it's the hardest thing to do in barbecue. Right. You know, everybody can make one good brisket every once in a while, but to do it every day and to and to keep your seasonings and and again, it helps with the charcoal that it's consistent. Right. Uh, but it it is something. It's easy. Uh, there's a, a barbecue joint that I've talked to that. That somebody had double salted their beans one time. They made two pots of beans, one with double salt and one with no salt. Mm. Um, it's easy to overlook those things, right. and and all of a sudden you've got two two pans of beans that are trash. Right. You know. Um, so it's, it is important. Um, how about the uh, the Texas Monthly Fest? You guys going to that? We are the first one on the waiting list. Actually, we I wanted we had never done anything like that before, um, and we we want to do the meetup first just to see how that went make sure we could you know keep up at the you know we just we've never done anything on that you know that scale before and when i um called them on the follow-up monday they had just filled up so 
we didn't want to take on something that we didn't feel confident we could sure. we could do. We know some of these joints. We can kind of slash their tires. The axle bent on their trailer. Oops. <laughs> no, uh, so that, that'll be great. And if you guys go, I'm sure you're going to bring the, the stuffed chicken and, and yeah, the sausage. Well, I mean, that's going to be one of the keys. If we don't do it this year, we'll definitely do it next year. That, so for those listening, if you can't, um, if they don't get on the list and you don't go to the Texas Monthly, make sure you get down to Gonzales, Texas. It's yeah, not a bad drive. Or even if they do get down to Gonzales, Texas. Yeah, either way. It's a fun the, little place to get visit. Get the restaurant experience at Baker Boys. And, it's and every Texan to has to go see the, the Come and Take It yep. canon. Yeah, the, um, the museum's right there in, in Gonzales. In Gonzales, yeah. And you have to come and see it. I mean, it's like a, a rite of passage as a Texan. You really do like going to the Alamo. Um, and, and stop by the Gonzalez Meat Market as well, just because it's downtown. It's a nice little visit. Um, but eat a lot here, for sure. And then there's lots of little small towns you can make a, a whole day trip. And I think you can kind of, if you're coming down to Rockport or, or Port Aransas, can't you kind of swing over here a little bit as well, make mm-hmm. it on your way. So um, you can make it a stop several different ways. Yeah, and it's definitely worth that stop. Wayne, thank you for the time. Thank you for the good barbecue that oh, we've been eating for three years here. and. We're looking forward to seeing the next three years. Well, thank you all. Congratulations you all for having us. We appreciate it. Good stuff. It. Thank, you. thank you. And after the interview, uh, it is confirmed that Baker Boys will be at the Texas Monthly Festival for 2018. So get on down to Baker Boys and say hi to Wayne and the crew or check them out at the Texas Monthly Fest on November 4th. Thank you and tune in next week for another episode from Tales from the Pits. <laughs>